0: At ViStar, we believe in better. Our members now have access to more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval insured by NCUA. And now, from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag. In the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. Hey, Ken Wells, Goblin Kelly, Daytona Motor Mouse. We got a lot of talk, to, what, lot, huh? What? A lot to talk about. Didn't here. that Mix.
1: opening nose uh, just give you goosebumps? Uh,
0: it gave me just one. Now I'm down to one, one goosebump, but it's big. <laughs> uh, since everybody's talking about Kyle Busch and 200, we're going to talk about Kyle Busch and 200, and uh, we're going to flog a horse. We haven't flogged in a long time. Danica. Ah. Got a little news. Got a little news on Danica. We also have some a uh, little bit of Hall of Fame news. That's always a, a fun topic for us here. Uh, we're going to tell you what's broken, uh, but we won't tell you how to fix it. And we're going to uh, play the birthday game at the end. Everybody's happy about that. I'm going to bitch and whine about the color schemes once again. I it hit me it all. It hit me anew this past weekend during the automobile race, and uh, and I'll tell you all about it. So. Anyway, uh, I'm Ken Willis, sitting next to me as Goblin Kelly he is currently Facebook-living us while it's still a viable option on Facebook, <laughs> and uh, we're going to get to uh, all these happy topics and more right after this. We're back. Ken Willis, Goblin Kelly, Daytona Motor Mouse, Mr. Kelly, uh, when you think Kyle Bush 200 wins, what kind of, where do you put that achievement in the pantheon of NASCAR achievements.
1: Well well first let me get my big thumb out of the way and then I will say that uh right off the bat I'm gonna say that his record of two hundred cup wins mm-hmm. is across the board wins. Yep, absolutely. All right. So it's apples to oranges. So with that said <laughs> So with that said um it's still quite an accomplishment to win 200 races i mean there's... i
0: think it's got to be i mean i think it's top 10 or 12 achievements and that might be 300 so who knows yeah you know uh also should we take a minute to we both uh, stumbled upon something here in the last couple of weeks that richard uh, we both have stumbled upon the fact that richard petty's win total was actually 201 because from 56 to 59, over four seasons, NASCAR had a convertible series. Nationally touring convertible series. Right. Uh, they had bought a, a USAC, not, maybe not USAC, AAA or somebody, sanctioned a convertible series uh, for a while in the 50s. And NASCAR, I think, if I read it right, bought them out and took over the, the convertible series. And they ran between 20 and 40 races a season for four straight years uh bob welburn won three of the four championships i believe it was bob i just wrote about it the other day i think i got that right (laughs) but the king of convertibles was uh curtis turner yeah he he started like 30 79 convertible series races over those four seasons and won 38 of them damn near half by my math and uh so he was the king he was not only the king of the beach because he was so good on the old beach and road course here and so good on dirt but now pretty good little topless racer curtis (laughs) so
1: uh, so that's if you're comparing that you can compare that to the truck series or the infinity series uh, i think uh, you can
0: you said you can or can't can yeah yeah now richard ran about a dozen or 15 or so convertible races over the course of a couple of seasons they had convertibles in the first daytona 500 and anyway, Richard won a race. I think it was in uh, somewhere in the Carolinas. Columbia. Maybe. Was it in Columbia? South. I knew it was one of the Columbia Carolinas. Speedway, and not uh, Juan Montoya's Col- Columbia, but Columbia <laughs> in uh, South Carolina. Um, what was I getting to? Oh, I also read, and and I gotta, I, I gotta, you know, sometimes you read stuff on that on that internet, and you gotta confirm it elsewhere. You know, you gotta cross reference. But I think I read that uh, when they. Open daytona in 59 they ran the you know they had pole qualifying then they had the qualifying race to set the lineup well they had two qualifying races which today are known as the dual that for years or we all we call them the twins they were 100 miles in length to begin with and they went to 125 now they're 150 they had two qualifying races that first year one for the traditional uh, nascar stock cars and one for the convertible division now, once the convertible division was done after 59, they came back to Daytona the next year and said, it was kind of cool having two qualifying races. We're going to still have two qualifying races instead right. of just one. So the reason there are twin qualifying races at Daytona all these years was because of the convertible series in the very beginning. I have not confirmed that. So it might be all a bunch of bullstein that I just filled you up on, but we'll see. I'll yeah. I'll get back to you next week with that one. But anyway, Richard Petty at 201, Kyle Busch uh, in in reality is one win away from tying King Richard's all-time victory total. Yeah.
1: Do you agree? Yeah, well, that's still, I mean, again, there and again. There and again. It's impressive um, because, you know, it's – I don't care what – let me get my thumb out of the way. I don't care what era you're in. When you win that many races – you have the right equipment, and you're you got to be a great driver. Yeah. I mean, you just got to. You know, there's
0: a lot of lot to be said. They, you know, when Kyle races in the uh, in the trucks or in the Bush Series, he, uh, you know, he has top flight equipment. You know, a lot of it these days is his own. You know, from Kyle bush Motorsports. Uh, so he's got top tier equipment, plus he's obviously top tier talent. So he's got probably got a better chance to win those races than anybody else because he's also racing against less experienced racers with lesser equipment having said that a lot of king richard's wins in the 60s were uh were against people with lesser equipment he won a ton of races on uh you know with small fields uh uh small little tracks you know they're racing 50 60 times a year he had a hell of a lot of chances to win compared to today so th- uh When he piled up the biggest heaps of his wins, he was uh, racing against, uh, he, he was only having to beat a few guys, I think, each time out. You know, it's still amazing. I mean, other people could have done it. It's not his fault that David Pearson didn't run full time or that a lot of other guys didn't run 50 and 60 races a year. It's not his fault. More credit to him for running the full schedule his, same thing with Kyle today afraid right at the hemp diligence that much friday and saturdays man he didn't like to take today's the, the day off
1: diligence that's must what it like is that's
0: not like that that's not like that bus something going on in that bus he <laughs> <You> don't like <laughs> anyway uh is that enough of that topic
1: yeah so um, now we have to let our facebook live people go get rid of so them. where do where do we find these, uh, the rest of the podcast you
0: uh dot com. Right? yeah that's yeah. it that's it.
1: So yeah. uh, you can listen. To, we got some really good stuff too. Got good so.
0: news for you too. There's no video there. It's all audio.
1: Yeah. So uh, go to DaytonAutomotiveMounts.com and you can listen to the rest of this podcast. That's Ken Willis. I'm Godwin Kelly, and we'll see you Facebook Live very soon.
0: Nobody else will leave. <laughs> rest of you stay right here. Uh, the five races in? Are we?
1: 5
0: um 6 5
1: 5 so, yeah
0: uh the new aero engine package which was designed to uh bunch up the field and give us a lot of give and take and elbow rubbing on the you know ain't quite working out yet what do you think i
1: was actually uh just dis- really kind of disappointed with california yeah I really, honestly, in my heart, heart of hearts, I thought because of the, the way the track has worked in the past, where it's super fast and super wide and all that, that they'd actually we'd actually get some drafting action. Yeah. I mean, not I'm not talking Daytona or Talladega, but yeah. maybe a lead group of four or five cars, maybe a second pack of three or four cars, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And those guys are dicing and mixing it up. And when I watched the race Oof. on Sunday, I was like, oh my God, this is. The
0: restarts, the starts and restarts are fine. Yeah. For several laps. Yeah. Thank God for stage racing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, for stage racing, they wouldn't ever. Uh, we wouldn't have. There's two restarts that we wouldn't have if not for stage racing. Um, I saw. Some i read something where it was uh we were a third of the way i think through california before we had our first multi-car accident since daytona you know throw daytona out of the works so we went three almost three and a half races with nothing but a small handful of single car spins you know yeah so and uh, that we were expecting heavier traffic which would in turn lead to a few more of those types of things but uh but uh, no not yet. Now Mar- now having said all that, they're in Martinsville this weekend and and you have you cannot put together a rules package that will keep you from seeing tight traffic when you got thirty five to forty cars on a half mile racetrack. So right. there's gonna be bumping and shoving and grinding and all the you know, all the other usual uh, histrionics. So we got that going for us, don't we?
1: Yeah, Martinsville, thank God. Yeah. And Three of the next four races are on short tracks. Yeah. So, yeah. um, You know, maybe we'll see our second fight of the year. Maybe. huh? Uh Huh? What do you think?
0: I'll take anything at this point.
1: Yeah.
0: Anything good for ratings? ratings. (laughs) Ratings. <laughs> Listen, we're going to talk about uh, what's broken and what can't be fixed in the current time. Maybe it can. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna complain about uh, color schemes. We're gonna talk Hall of Fame. We're gonna talk uh, Danica, and then we're gonna play the birthday game. And uh, but right now we're gonna take a short little break. All right, we're back. You'll get that big time auto racing, Mr. Kelly. You know what you'll get? What? No, I guess you don't usually get this in big time moderation. Now I'm doing my Miss Hank Kimball <laughs> No, I guess you won't do you that. Know. Well, maybe you will. Oh well. Uh you you'll get uh the best uh best laid plans of mice and men, you know? You'll get the unintended consequences. But I guess you could say that about any walk of life, couldn't you? Really? So I'm, I'm getting a feeling that I just wedged this topic into this uh segment.
1: Really that's you know, anything new is you got unforeseen circumstances.
0: Qualifying.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. They go through two rounds of qualifying. They get down to the final 12 cars at Fontana. And this has been brewing. Everybody's kind of seen this coming. Nobody wants to be the first car off the grid because apparently due to, you know, geometry, physics, whatever else. One of them geometry deals. Geometry
1: or physics. One of them deals.
0: <laughs> if you're the first car out, I think we're talking aerodynamics, what we're talking about. era aerodynamics if you're the first car in line uh for whatever reason somebody would smart would have to explain this to me you're the you're going to have the slowest lap speed and you know they go out there in this group qualifying and you want to be behind the other cars so that you can get a good draft and get a good burst of speed and therefore have the fastest lap or a faster lap than you would if you were the first car out there breaking through all that air right so nobody wants to be the first car out so, guess what? Nobody got out in time to turn a lap, and they had to just scrub that whole final round and revert back to the second round of qualifying to 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 uh set the field.
1: It's embarrassing. well, it should be noted that they start the clock, right yeah, and um you, unlike, okay, say you're playing basketball, right, uh-huh. and the shot leaves your hand and as the ball's in the air the buzzer's going off yeah for the three for the 30 second clock or whatever it is well that ball if it goes in it's good right yeah okay now go to go to the qualifying can i
0: stop taking notes now yeah
1: okay go to qualifying and qualifying ends when the clock runs out i mean yeah it's over right and so, what happened was these guys miscalculated, grossly miscalculated mm-hmm. um, the time it took t- to get off pit road and around the track. Right. And not not a one of them made it to the clock. Mm-hmm. The clock had run out. Mm-hmm. So. So, uh, and I think that might be. I'm not positive, because you know I'm advanced age, but I think it. It was different. It was more like. If you're on the track, by the time the clock starts, you were able to finish your run. But I think now... I remember them trying this at
0: Daytona two or three years ago when they first went to this, and this is what sent them right back to single single car qualifying at the right. races. Was, uh, no, they got out on the track too late, and nobody got around in time. Yeah. I, I see your point. If you get out on the track before the clock, the runs, clock out. runs out, yeah, yeah, and then you could get going, and maybe you don't... Well, and then... Well,
1: no i guess that's not right
0: either <laughs> well i don't know what i don't know, well, what,
1: I know i don't know what the answer is i know I just what don't know. i know what the fi- i know what the fix is do it like arca has done it in the past well you could either do it in groups of cars yeah and you know once the clock starts you got to go yeah i mean there's no or you can keep the same format and say once the clock starts you got to go yeah i mean you
0: got to go home but you can't stay here yeah as they say
1: and uh, and then like if they don't get out there within say uh, sixty seconds of the five minute qualifying session, yeah. then they're no. You just stay in the garage. You're, you're a, you know it's yeah. not going to count.
0: Yeah. So there's. But, a, you, but I guess what nobody wants to do is go back to single car qualifying.
1: Well, group qualifying is interesting because it's like little races. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. But uh, you when know, they do it, yeah. So just. <laughs> say hey you got this is the new rule you got to be out there within a minute and you got to be out there everybody has to be out there well you have to be out there within a minute
0: how about this get it down to the final 12 finalists in the final round of qualifying and actually make it a race at martinsville make it a five-lap race yeah at at fontana make it a you know a two-lap race yeah and then start the race based on how they finish in final
1: or qualifying. you could have two races and and give points out by the way. Give this. points out and call them the twins. Oh, I don't think this has ever been done before. I like the idea. Yeah,
0: can we have convertibles?
1: Yeah, you can have convertibles. Huh? Yeah, I, I think genius. I think you know I think we just solved NASCAR's problem yep. right here. Why are we wasting our time here? I don't know. So, we should be in the NASCAR think tank. Yeah,
0: but anyway, single car qualifying is not the answer. Even though Ryan Newman came out in favor of it. But uh,
1: with with especially with this package, yeah. it would
0: uh, take these cars a half a day to get around the track.
1: It case. would be just it would be tedious. They would send they'd probably send prisoners yeah. from the nearest prison to, to this punishment to watch <laughs> single car qualifying. Yeah. This is
0: all right. I'm, I'm ready to bitch. You ready to hear it? Oh, my God. It's been a while, isn't it? About every six or eight podcast, I launch into this diatribe about color schemes. Oh,
1: we're going to do color scheme? And how okay.
0: team, how every car and every team and every driver should have one base color throughout the whole year. I don't care who your sponsor is. If your sponsor, let's say, go back to when Target, before they left. If your sponsor's Target, you, you might want to hope you get a red and white color scheme or something with red in it. But let's say, all right, let's say you're... Uh, you have a primarily white and blue car, white with blue trim, and you have a four race deal with Target, which is red, or or uh, Shell, which is yellow. Yellow. Um, you you can incorporate their logo, but you're not going to change the main color of your car. But they do this every every team does this throughout the year, and why is it a bomb deal? All right, Sunday. We were sitting in an establishment where we were. I was, uh, one of the TVs across the way was on the automobile. Well, first race. of all,
1: did you have all your clothes on?
0: I did have my clothes on, okay. All right, yes. And Mr. Kraft did also. <laughs> I will have you say he's watching his P's and Q's these days. Uh, across the way above this, uh, a uh, long thin tabletop within this establishment <laughs> where there were people sitting on stools on the wall was automobile race on a tv about a 30 inch tv not a small tv not one of the giant ones and we were sitting i'd say roughly 25 feet away and i'm trying and, and i did get up when i got up and walked over there i said oh they're down to like 18 laps to go so while we're sitting at this table uh, waiting on our food and beverages i could why wa- i knew i was going to be able to watch the end of the automobile race so we're sitting there and i'm watching and i don't know who's who and eventually, I got up and walked over there, and I had to figure out, oh, that's Kyle Busch, who just went to the lead. Oh, there's Logano. Now I recognize the car. And there's so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. Where I'm right up there, because when I get up close like that, I can see the numbers, and then I can look at the rundown on the on this TV screen. But, you know, from any distance away, and I don't care if you're right on top of your TV, if right when you turn it on you should be able to tell who's who if this was 25 20 years ago i would have been sitting at that table i would have seen a black car i would said all right there's earnhardt i would have seen a blue and white car i would say all right there's rusty i would have uh, seen a red and black car i would have said all right that's the yates car i don't know you know whoever was in it at the time dj ernie Irvin, whoever right. yeah i would have seen a high yellow you know that bright bright yellow kodak car I would have known, all right there's sterling um you know what i'm saying you know what i'm getting at here. yeah all right uh I would i would have known who's who without being without having to see the rundown on the side of the screen or above the screen or without having to see the numbers on the car i would have known who's who right but you can't and i'll say it again my mom should be able to turn on the tv every week and find jimmy johnson you know or find kevin Harvick without having to you know put on the, the bifocals and get right up there on top of it and try to or you know oh what color is he running today who's sponsoring them today is it mountain dew is it napa you know and just you you gotta re-educate yourself every week and it should be second nature you look at that car you know who it is you know what i'm saying
1: well you you uh convinced me last year yeah because i was in a similar situation similar yeah trying to rubber neck of tv from across the room yeah and i'm like who who are these people yeah. you know who is that who yep. is that yep. so yeah you've got it it's a valid point and
0: thank you i do that every now and
1: then. yeah and i appreciate you saying that it means a lot
0: it <laughs> does i don't get an attaboy very often
1: <laughs> so what it would do it would it would help the, it would help the team yep. because then you're rooting for the team sure. yeah and uh i think there's only i think there's two cars with full-time sponsors one is Hamlin with FedEx and the mm-hmm. other is Jimmy Johnson now with yeah. Ally Financial right. um everybody I mean,
0: Keslowski has that blue and white Miller Lite car a lot yeah but still there are times when
1: he doesn't there and again there and again yep
0: even Junior Earnhardt had to break up the paint schemes throughout the season.
1: Yeah, it yeah, was, and he at you know when he was in the number eight car, yeah. you could you knew he was in you, the number the eight
0: Budweiser red number. Yeah. you know exactly the orange number twenty. You knew the, you did not need to see the number twenty to know that that was Tony Stewart in right that
1: orange car the Tide car. Yeah, I mean yeah, I mean you could if you say the Tide car, yeah. or the Tony Stewart sure. car. I mean that, that just. The skull bandit. Yeah, it brings up the color scheme like right away, right from the old, you know, Absolutely. filing area. Not
0: quite as obvious as the old AMC Matador, Mark here. <laughs> that was a beauty. Yeah. Beauty. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're wrapping up with Green White Checkers. We're going to uh, talk to the local Hall of Fame. We're going to talk Danica, then we're going to play the birthday game. NASCAR uh, put five new nominees out there on his list of 20 nominees for next year's hall of fame class and one of them is familiar because you've just chatted with him a week or two ago tony stewart was in town uh for his induction into the national motor or to the motorsports Sports hall, hall of fame of america,
1: america. Ooh. right That's here in daytona beach and you Florida, know what i'm Nova, you, michigan you know what i'm calling that now Something shorter i hope you did you linked in the name <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America in Daytona Beach, Florida.
1: So it's become now that you've had uh Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart, yeah, back to back, going to the local Hall of Fame yeah. and then get named and nominated to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Yeah. I'm calling this the Golden Globes of Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, good idea. It's kind of like yeah. that stepping stone. Yeah. yeah. It's not the Oscars, but it's the globes it's the globes it's still i mean these these guys that go to that show up for these induction ceremonies Mm -hmm. and the guys that have been inducted they they take this real serious i wouldn't know yeah (laughs) because i asked Stuart. i said uh have you ever been inducted in the hall of fame he goes yeah the midget hall of fame and something with USAC." (laughs) and he said this is different i mean he said this is like he without saying it he saw he kind of said this is legit yeah so
0: well he's he has been out of nascar long enough now to i think three years you got to be out before you can be nominated he's uh, he's among the nominees now you know who else got just got nominated neil bonnet sam ard who was mr bush series for a long time uh a guy near and dear to our heart former neighbor of ours practically marvin panch he uh you know daytona 500 winner in 1961 i do believe and jim uh wait a minute jim pascal jim mm-hmm. pascal. and uh, red vote mm-hmm. who i would i could not believe he had not been on the nominee list he, he should be in there in some form or fashion i think they got a replica of his old garage in the hall of fame right yeah i think they do have his old garage
1: here. i mean he is uh if you're going to the the roots yeah, the, very, very the very very beginning of yeah. NASCAR he's down there with smoky yeah smoky yeah. eunuch
0: but who's not nominated by them. <laughs> you know and but when you read a little deeper you know uh five five people get plucked off of that nominee list and inducted into the Hall of Fame each year and so therefore they got to have five new nominees but that doesn't mean the 15 existing nominees are going to remain among the nominees for the next right. year. Right. And when I read a little deeper, I learned that Kirk Shelmerdine, I'm going to bitch and complain again, Kirk Shelmerdine wow, was dropped two. off the list of nominees. This is two in one podcast. And let me point out that uh, Ray Evernham won three Cup Series championships as Jeff Gordon's crew chief, correct?
1: His face He won three of ready. Jeff's
0: four. Robbie Loomis was the crew There's chief of the a
1: vein sticking out of his neck now.
0: Ray Evernham's in the Hall of Fame. Probably deserves it. Kirk Shelmerdine won four of Dale Earnhardt's seven no. Cup Series championships
1: as crew chief. Shut the front door. Four. No.
0: And they have they have not even they're not even leaving him on the nomination list of twenty. How does Kirk Shelmerdine not get any more respect than he gets for those four? Is it because it was uh, you know, it was during a time before NASCAR was wall-to-wall TV like it is now. Maybe. I don't know. Would he have been more famous? Obviously, would have been more famous if he did it in this era because right. more coverage, more uh, more attention. But, uh, yeah, it's weird. He got in. I mean, he was like a teenager when he started, and then he got out at a young age and went racing himself, won a couple ARCA races, and then he just kind of fell off the map there, got out and stopped. He was trying to run cup races there for a while, wasn't making a whole lot of fields should come along should come along now he'd get in every week but then he i guess he just went back to welcome north carolina up there where the <laughs> children's shop is
1: you want to hear a funny story yeah uh right
0: about now we could use one
1: so uh in december of 2008 and i remember that distinctly that's weird uh i went to um i was working on a book project yeah uh man made thunder oh yeah
0: Coffee table book. And one of the think is a damn coffee table. I
1: can tell you. So I, I did a blitz up there. I mean, I was ballroom like, blitz. Yeah, I was like jumping from one shop to the other. Blah yeah. blah blah. Talking to people, and one of the people I talked to was Richard Childress, and they he said, Hey, do you want to take a tour of the campus? Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah, sure, why not? And so uh, the his PR guy at the time, we jumped in a golf cart. And we went all around this huge facility. You know, there's the R&D center, and there's this, and there's that. There's the old building that, uh, you know, they originally had just when they had to earn our car. Yeah. And everything was compressed into one smaller building. And then as we're going along, there's this, like, kind of (laughs) crappy-looking building and it had no distinctive features didn't have any signage or anything and I'm like what what is that building and the guy laughs and he goes that's Kirk Shelmerdine's shop <laughs> and I said well how is that part of uh you know the children's campus mm-hmm. and and uh, the guy said uh, when Shelmerdine decided to you know split from Earnhardt, yeah Part of his severance package was he'd get this building and, you know, X amount of acres on the campus. Yeah. And he said that Richard had been trying to buy that back from him <laughs> for years. Yeah. I mean, so that's 2008, so I don't know if Shelmer Dean ever sold it back to Richard yeah. or if he still has that shop, but it was a um, very distinctive building. That's funny. <laughs> But yeah, he should. Hey, it's all
0: location. Location, location, So,
1: location. top three guys that should be on the list should be in the Hall of Fame by now. Smoky Eunuch, Kirk Schalmerdim. Who else?
0: Why did you say three if you only had two? I was hoping you'd jump in oh, because you no, got. I knew you were going to go with those you 2 got I was sitting there going, who's his
1: third? So, you got that beautiful mind. Who's you know? his third? I thought one be? would just jump into your head. I don't know. You're going to say Ray Fox? Ray Fox or, or Red Vote. Red Vote. Yeah. Get out the vote. And that's V-O-G-T, by the way. Oh,
0: okay. Get out the vote. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Danica got a new gig. She's going to be an Indy. Uh, NBC has basically uh, gone all in on the auto sport, motorsports.
1: Motorsports. They are just
0: all about anything that races with an engine and wheels or whatever
1: yeah Maybe you know you know, you know how deep they are tell me they are uh the official tv partner of the american flat track
0: good lord yeah they are just all over yep if so a, a hot wheels racing league somewhere they probably televise that but anyway indy nbc's doing indy they're for, now they've got the indy 500 contract is it
1: surplanted
0: uh, surplant sur- supplanted.
1: Subplanted <laughs> ABC?
0: Yeah, you don't surplant.
1: You surprise. You sur- Remember when ABC supplanted. would show it on tape delay basis? Yeah, Three years and years ago. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So anyway, uh Danica got, got a job. She's a brief job for the month of May, I guess. She's gonna be part of the NBC broadcast team. Let me uh let me find something here. Let me find I got a quote here somewhere. Uh Sam Flood. You know who Sam Flood is? NBC, he's, guy, he's NBC's muckety Executive, dri- executive producer. producer, president production, NBC Sports, and NBCSN. You know what, Dan, what he said?
1: Give it to you me. Said, Give it to part. me. Sir. Great.
0: Danica has a perspective unlike any other driver in the history of motorsports and will be a great addition to our first-ever coverage of the Indy 500. She has proven to be— this, Take a break real quick. This part gets me. This one chokes me up. You ready? She has proven to be as fearless with her opinions and analysis as she was in breaking barriers while racing in the most competitive motorsports circuits in the world. So he's so you gotta be fearless to uh, state your opinion these days. Right. But that's all right. I know what he's saying, and I, these are the things you say for press releases, and I understand. But yeah, I, I just don't, I don't you know I don't really quite fearless with chatting. We're bored. we I'm. Practically evil can evil. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the Hall of Fame for a minute. You know that the the, uh, the landmark award is something they give to people who uh, you know they're kind of involved in the sport but don't really you know not drive. Don't you know? Anyway, um, uh, they dropped Janet Guthrie off the list of nominees. Oh yeah, for the landmark award. I think that's a boo boo. Uh, did I mention that the, this that they dropped her during the uh, International Women's Month or whatever the heck March is? Yeah. But anyway. Uh, they added Edsel Ford II of uh, the Ford Motor Company, yeah, and then Joe Mattioli. They uh, they added him and Mike Helton added to the nominees for the landmark award. Uh, so anyway, that's mm-hmm. the, you know it, you can't get elected if you don't get nominated. So
1: at some but, point, and it won't ever happen because they've already set precedent. But at some point, I'd like to see them turn that over to the uh, you know motorsports riding group. Yeah,
0: it's it's yeah as, as long as you control the nominees you can sort of make sure certain that people are nominated and certain people that that is
1: all you know i think there's 21 23 people on the nominating committee yeah. it's half nascar saying, people yeah, it's
0: it's a, it's a tight 24 person uh, nominating committee includes eight nascar executives so part right. of the nominating committee including the heavy hitters the right yeah oh yeah as well as lisa france kennedy so now you got nine of the 24 who are are the heaviest hitters uh and then you got 13 track owners and operators hello what number are you uh? <laughs> not that kind of operator will this be collect person, to person? remember them whatever happened to them you sitting around somewhere eh, i don't know what i digress
1: yeah well it used to be you called a place yeah. and look for a person now you just call the person so. call the man yeah
0: all right you want to play the birthday game and get out of here
1: that'll be ten (laughs) dollars mr willis
0: ten additional minutes
1: for ten additional minutes of podcasting Robin
0: kelly in case you're new around here he's very good at guessing people's ages (laughs) and we look at the week ahead starting with today we look at the week ahead and see who's got a birthday coming up and uh, i can tell you right now on thursday you this one uh, i'm gonna start with them not obscure but uh, a little blast from the past uh thursday march 21st Larry McClure, one half of the Morgan McClure race team back in the day, had the number four Kodak Chevrolet for Ernie Irvin. Oh, Rick Wilson, Bartow's own Rick Wilson before that. Ernie Irvin won in that thing. Sterling won in that thing. Then it just kind of, you know, went away. He was the king of the plate racing there for a few years. But anyway, Larry McClure was half of the ownership group at Morgan and McClure. Morgan McClure Motorsports. M M-M-M. M M, and his birthday is Thursday, March twenty first, and he will be how old? Seventy two. Smarty, smarty pants. Oh, you're not too bad. You're ballparking it. Seventy five. All right. Last remember last week we only had two, and you hit them both right on the.
1: Yeah, uh, that was button? just weird.
0: <laughs> Sunday, which we Friday, Sunday, March twenty fourth. Scott Pruitt, Scotty coming up Sunday. Scotty Scott Pruitt. <laughs> And he will be... Yeah. Happy birthday, I've
1: got two numbers in my head.
0: But I only want one. 59. Beautiful. You did it. What okay. was your other one? 58. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also Sunday, a uh, guy had been around for a long time, old crew chief. Now he's a, uh, a muckety-muck with Toyota. Jimmy
1: Maycar. Jimmy Maycar? Jimmy
0: Maycar's got a birthday coming up Sunday. And where does he work? He's He's... I think he's still a big shot with Toyota, up there with their R&D team or something, you know? Or maybe I'm thinking of a TRD, <laughs> R&D, TRD. <laughs> yeah.
1: So he works for That's Toyota now?
0: Just, listen, I'm just telling you what I read. Now, okay. What I read might have been old news, Okay. but I'm just telling you, I read that it said he's an executive of some sort with Toyota Racing. Now, it might have been something from a year ago, and he may not be. for all. I mean, he might be No, Yeah, I
1: thought... He I thought be he, running
0: the Jiffy lube right now.
1: I thought he was still like with uh with Joe Gibbs racing
0: Well, Joe Gibbs runs Toyotas, doesn't he? Yeah. So he is in a way. Yeah. But he also his birthday is Sunday. Damn it. Come on, let's go.
1: Okay. So uh what's his name again?
0: Jimmy Maycar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maycar McClure, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh Jimmy Maycar. It's got to be, let's see, he's younger than... than, than, than wasn't
0: he Dale Jarrett's crew chief? Yeah, that's, to why, that's, a that's
1: what I'm thinking, yeah. is he was a lot younger than Dale. Yeah,
0: wasn't.
1: <laughs> so uh, he's 55.
0: Wow, really, really got you there. 63. Wow, ain't Jimmy
1: that, Maycar is 63?
0: Yeah, here's one you're going to get Monday, the next day. We talked about her earlier, Danica Patrick. Danica? birthday coming up next Monday?
1: Danica's 37.
0: Yes, good job, Yeah. good job. What are you gonna leave us with before we go?
1: Okay, so I got this book, it's called Dad Jokes, Bad Jokes and Puns Inspired by Dads, and it's one of my favorite books. It's, yeah. It's kind of tough to read sometimes. Yeah, but, uh, I have that problem. But on page 10, number two, um, this is one of my favorites. Okay. Why did the banker dad have to quit his job?
0: Why did the banker dad have to quit his job? why did the banker dad uh, I don't know why did the banker dad have to quit his job
1: he lost interest <sighs> and we'll mark that one as that one. in the book uh, alright so that's that on to Martinsville uh, I'll be watching I'm going I'm to be watching I'm going to have my fingers crossed Yeah, yeah. I'm going
0: to be watching close enough so I can see the numbers <laughs> and not yelling and screaming and
1: and don't forget, uh, this week, yeah. uh, for all of our faithful listeners, um, the race is on uh, Fox Sports 1 this week. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's weird. The truck <laughs> race is on Fox on Saturday. That is weird. And then, the, you know, the primetime, the marquee series is on well, Fox Sports 1.
0: Well, it's all about the inventory. They have less inventory on Saturday than they do on Sunday, apparently. So, You know what I mean? I heard that. Ken Willis, Gobin Kelly, thanks for listening. Title and description.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona
0: Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal.